dug into the sand with the point of my hunting knife. A few inches below the surface of the sand I encountered a solid substance that had the feel of wood beneath the sharp steel. Excavating about it, I unearthed a small wooden box. From this receptacle issued the strange sound that I had heard. How had it come here? What did it contain? In attempting to lift it from its burying place, I discovered that it seemed to be held fast by means of a very small insulated cable running farther into the sand beneath it. My first impulse was to drag the thing loose by main strength, but fortunately I thought better of this and fell to examining the box. I soon saw that it was covered by a hinged lid, which was held closed by a simple screw-hook and eye. It took but a moment to loosen this and raise the cover when, to my utter astonishment, I discovered an ordinary telegraph instrument clicking away within. What in the world, thought I, is this thing doing here? That it was a French military instrument was my first guess, but really there didn't seem much likelihood that this was the correct explanation, when one took into account the loneliness and remoteness of the spot. As I sat gazing at my remarkable find, which was ticking and clicking away there in the silence of the desert night, trying to convey some message which I was unable to interpret. My eyes fell upon a bit of paper lying in the bottom of the box beside the instrument. I picked it up and examined it. Upon it were written but two letters. D.I. They meant nothing to me then. I was baffled. Once, in an interval of silence upon the part of the receiving instrument, I moved the sending key up and down a few times. Instantly, the receiving mechanism commenced to work frantically. I tried to recall something of the Morse code with which I had played as a little boy, but time had obliterated it from my memory. I became almost frantic as I let my imagination run riot among the possibilities for which this clicking instrument might stand. Some poor devil at the unknown other end might be in dire need of succor. The very franticness of the instrument's wild clashing betokened something of the kind. And there sat I, powerless to interpret, and so powerless to help. It was then that the inspiration came to me. In a flash there leapt to my mind the closing paragraphs of the story I had read in the club at Algiers. Does the answer lie somewhere upon the bosom of the broad Sahara, at the ends of two tiny wires hidden beneath a lost cairn? The idea seemed preposterous. Experience and intelligence combined to assure me that there could be no slightest grain of truth or possibility in your wild tale. It was fiction, pure and simple. And yet, where were the other ends of those wires? What was this instrument? ticking away here in the great Sahara, but a travesty upon the possible. Would I have believed in it, had I not seen it with my own eyes? And the initials, D.I. upon the slip of paper. David's initials were these, David Innes. I smiled at my imaginings. I ridiculed the assumption that there was an inner world and that these wires led downward through the Earth's crust to the surface of Pellucidar. And yet, well, I sat there all night, listening to that tantalizing clicking, now and then moving the sending key just to let the other end know that the instrument had been discovered. 
In the morning, after carefully returning the box to its hole and covering it over with sand, I called my servants about me, snatched a hurried breakfast, mounted my horse, and started upon a forced march for Algiers. I arrived here today. In writing you this letter, I feel that I am making a fool of myself. There is no David Innes. There is no Dion the Beautiful. There is no world within a world. Pellucidar is but a realm of your imagination, nothing more. But the incident of the finding of that buried telegraph instrument upon the lonely Sahara is little short of uncanny, in view of your story of the adventures of David Innes. I have called it one of the most remarkable coincidences in modern fiction. I called it literature before, but, again, pardon my candor, your story is not.